Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobsher. Thank you so much for joining us in another webinar presentation. I'm super excited about tonight. Uh, we have a returning uh, guest host, Dave Steck, is with us tonight, um, and everyone that has jumped on the webinar, if this is your first time, Dave, uh, absolutely crushed it, and you'll hear the term crush a lot tonight, but he crushed it in the last uh, webinar that he, that he hosted for us graciously, um, uh, just sharing a, a wealth of knowledge that, that he's acquired over the years. Every time I spend time with Dave, I learn something new, and I just wanted to share a little bit about him. Uh, three things, actually. He, him, uh, Dave and his two sons are the most succe uh, su successful private lending family in America, period. No one else is even close. His youngest son built a billion-dollar company in four years. Dave has also made a fortune as a market timer in real estate. He gets in and he gets out of the market at the perfect time, so he's four for four in the last 20 years. He'll share a little bit about that tonight. Um, suffice to say, Dave and his family are worth a lot of money, very, very successful, uh, and they continue to have massive, massive success, and that is something that I really, really try and study. I study success and successful people, so we're very fortunate to have him uh, tonight. You're, he, also, he's not selling anything tonight. He's sharing his knowledge with us on this webinar tonight, so I really appreciate everyone jumping on. Uh, with that being said, Dave, I really appreciate you doing this again. Uh, take it away. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, this is Dave Steck. I happen to be the founder of Access Insiders and have several other companies that uh, my family and I own. We're going to be talking about the top 10 things that I'd do if I were you to crush or at least capitalize on next year and to do it now. There's just no point in waiting until next year after you've made New Year's resolutions why not make some plans now so that you can hit the ground running on January 1st and maybe even hit it before then? Now, before we begin, I really want to take a moment to honor those who have given so much and asked so little. Who do you think I'm expecting to talk about? Our nation's veterans. Today is Veterans Day, which marks the 102nd anniversary of the end of World War I, when armistice was declared on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918. But it marks a lot more than that. It's a day of remembrance, of gratitude and of respect. It's a day on which we civilians on this call salute the unbridled courage and selflessness of those who've served in our place. In a real sense, and I mean a very real sense, we owe these men and women our freedom. We wouldn't have a nation in America without them. And to any service members on this call, I can't thank you enough. I'm particularly grateful for two men who showed me and showed everybody else what we as Stecks are made of. My dad, Ernie, and my brother, Jack. My father was 20 years old when he jumped out of a plane into Normandy with the 101st Airborne as a parachuter. You know, it gives me the chills to think about that. Imagine parachuting out in Normandy. Not to mention this sense of indescribable pride. When you think about what I was doing at age 20, 
I was at Purdue. I was serenading sororities with my Delt Thursday Nighter song. And this is at a time and an age when my dad was actually fighting for the fate of the world. So it really does give me chills and gives me a lot of pride to acknowledge him and to also acknowledge my brother, Jack, who served two tours in Vietnam. Uh, He supported helicopter missions throughout the country. He served a total of 20 years with distinctions in the Air Force. And I just wanted to acknowledge them both and tell them that I'm forever in your debt. I love you and I miss you every day. So now let's talk about tonight Uh, and greetings from Lockdown in Paradise. For those of you who are returning or who have heard me speak in the past, you know I live here on the nicest one-mile stretch of beach with those seven layers, I think it is, of aquamarine here in Puerto Rico. And I love living here. The funny thing is you'd think that in a place like this, all I'd be doing is sitting on the beach and sipping my times every day. And I think MC probably accuses me of that. But that's not really my style. I'm compelled. I'm possessed. I'm obsessed with getting a little bit better every day. I just hate the thought of stagnating. stagnating rather. I live a life that's really exceptional. And I can't imagine living life less than I'm capable of. And I know it's a cliche, but to me, success really is a road that's permanently under construction. No matter the setting, I'm always trying to find ways to optimize. The case in point, I day sail on this private catamaran that you're looking at to a private island whenever I want, but only when I can do it with like-minded people like you, talking about new strategies, talking about opportunities, talking about how to optimize our finance, our future, and our families. So would you care to join me? Well, we're going to have to do it virtually tonight, but I just want you to know that the offer's there and MC, who knows, maybe we'll take people uh, on that catamaran sometime in the future. And I want to thank MC. In fact, he's one of my insider friends who brought us all together today. So before I go any further, I always like to give a huge thank you to Mr. Cashflow Ninja himself, MC. Actually, for those of you who aren't aware of it, MC actually heard me speak in January 2020, in other words, early this year, at a live conference. Remember what those were like? (laughs) And then we met over dinner uh, afterwards with some mutual friends who thought that we should meet. And then in August, MC actually asked me to share my annual State of the Union for real estate investors and private lenders with you. He mentioned that earlier, and it was all about trying to answer the question, what's coming next in this year of chaos? And then to ask you, what are you doing about it? Well, over 400 of you attended, and there's even more of you here tonight. I hoped it helped you start thinking. So here we are again, because MC asked me to share again, to start doing, not just thinking. So a huge thanks to MC. Without him, we'd not be here. So please thank him. If you really enjoy this, I want you to thank him. And if you don't enjoy it, don't say anything. (laughs) Uh, Recognition feeds the soul. And I really, truly believe that. And that leaves the best for last. Over 500 of you are on this call. And I want to thank you for that. Now, I know we're all in the midst of an extended uncertainty. So it's particularly special to me that you're here. So why is it? Well, you've taken the time to listen to my thoughts on what to do now in anticipation of 2021, so you can be the victor, not the victim during these unprecedented times. And for that, 
I'd like to recognize you. I'll briefly give you a little bit about me and my two two whys, or at least two of my three whys. Uh, I don't have books or tapes or TV shows. I grew up in a trailer park. I escaped to college. I spent 20 plus years with Kodak and Disney. And after corporate America, I became a tech entrepreneur and had the good fortune of early retiring three times. But it was to take three six-month life sabbaticals, two individually with my sons looking at colleges, and then one with my dad during the last six months of his journey with cancer. I didn't begin in real estate until 2002. And in 2009, I became the CEO and co-founder of this little family business that we started that became really big. (laughs) And now we've got a little sort of arm of our company called PBE that really is something that we'll talk about maybe at a future time. Blake's my oldest son. Josh is my youngest. Josh happens to be the one who created the billion dollar company in four years, basically taking what he and I and Blake built as private lenders and building the largest private lender in America. Every day I'm reminded of what that why is and what my what is, and it's simple. I basically want my kids to outgrow me. And if that can happen, I'm a pretty happy dad and they're already doing it. Okay, I have another why, and her name's Poon. We met in Thailand four years ago, and after making 14 trips to Puerto Rico to Bangkok in 16 months, each one of those trips took 60, 60 hours round trip. So I finally gave in to exhaustion after spending 31 24-hour days in an airplane seat in one year. Honestly, I didn't have any plans to get married, but the government forced me to do it because for her to leave Thailand and come to America, she had to have a fiancé visa. And if you don't get married within 90 days, your fiancé has to leave and she can't come back. So the good news is I won the relationship lottery, and the better news is she thinks she did. (laughs) Two months ago, many of you heard me talk about the 2020-2021 State of the Union for Real Estate Investors and Private Lenders. I've been doing this for 15 years since 2005 when I first spoke at Harvard and said the market would crash. In 2008, I predicted that Las Vegas would be the number one buy market in the U.S. by 2010. And in 2011, I predicted that the market would be at or near the bottom and would bottom out within 12 months. And every time I spoke, I was considered an idiot. I mean, who predicted the market to crash in 2005 or for Las Vegas to be number one in 2008 or for the market, which was still on the decline in 2011, to recover so quickly thereafter? At the end of the day, I'm a market timer and I love being a market timer because if you can get the when and the where right and you can get in at the right time and out at the right time, you can make a fortune. So how will this webinar be different than my State of the Union? It's going to be a lot different because if you listen to that, and that was only in September, as I think MC mentioned, you'll recall that I shared a lot about where the economy and the housing market are right now and where they're headed next year and what my family is doing to both protect and capitalize on the uncertainty. Our view is that volatility always equals opportunity for those who understand what's coming next. By contrast, tonight or today is your accelerant. 
now that you understand a little bit about what's going on in the market, you've heard me talk about where I think it's heading. Today is your accelerant. You literally get to cheat off me and my family. We have been creating the top 10 things that we're going to do for our next year for eight years now. Uh, I've shared this only once publicly, and I got a bigger standing ovation than I've ever gotten before. Now, I'm not expecting you to do that. I'm literally saying that I'm going to share the top 10 things that I'd do if I were you to win the money game and really be on the right side of the wealth transfer that happens every day, whether you know it or not but it's especially going to happen going into next year. So let's jump in. The top 10 things I'd do if I were you to literally crush next year, starting now and for the rest of your life, are literally the same 10. And I'm going to give you actually a little bit more than those 10. And it's going to start with winning the money game. If you haven't seen me show this before, this is the same image I drew for my sons on a napkin almost 30 years ago, where I said, look, this triangle, view it as the money game. And these bubbles, these three bubbles, are what you're going to do to win it. You're going to generate cash, otherwise known as income, accumulate wealth, otherwise known as assets that both throw off income and go up in value, and you're going to keep as much of both as you can. Well, what I didn't realize at that time, because I really wasn't involved as a real estate investor, is that real estate and private lending fit perfectly together. You see, you can generate cash from private lending. And actually, at this point in the market cycle, because uh, prices are so high and therefore rents are lower, you can generate more cash now from private lending. In terms of real estate appreciation and leverage, well, we're in the closing on the end of the eighth year of this run-up. So we're not going to see the kind of appreciation or the opportunity for as much leverage as we have in the past. So private lending, if done properly, allows you to really scale. And boy, if you can figure this last one out like we have, if you can leverage your family's Roth self-directed IRAs, and in our case, I live in Puerto Rico, so that our family either pays zero tax if we're investing through our self-directed IRAs or zero to 4% tax for the what, what are called qualified services in Puerto Rico. That keep both part is so important. And it took me most of my life to figure it out. And here's really what tipped me off. You absolutely must keep more of what you make. You may have very well heard this story, but think about this. I'm going to ask you a question. Which would you rather have a million dollars in cash right now or a penny that doubles in value every day for 30 days? Now, many of you have heard this before. And so you already know the answer, but you probably don't remember the numbers. Well, on day penny, the penny is worth a lot of money. It starts out on day one as a penny. By day 10, it's worth $5. By day 20, it's worth $5,000. And oh, by the way, by day 30, it's worth $5.4 million. How crazy is that? All right, now let me ask it a little bit different. What if it's taxed at 28% daily, just like you and I are? You know, tax just doesn't happen once a year when you file your tax return. It happens every day that you earn income. So what if that same penny is taxed every day at 28%, but it doubles every day. Which would you rather have now? Well, if you pick the penny, 
it turns out that the penny that was worth $5 is now worth $1.31 at the end of day 10. At the end of day 20, the $5,000 is only worth $298. And at the end of day 30, even though it's compounded, that is, it's doubled every day for 30 days, the fact that it was taxed means that it's now worth $67,000. Is that crazy or what? Uncle Sam's compounded impact over the course of your tax life at just a 28% tax bracket, and many of you are in a higher tax bracket than that. 98.7% compounded impact from 5.4 million to 67,000. I have just shown you the number one thing that you've got to do. You've got to keep more of your money. You've just witnessed the two most powerful forces in the financial universe when it comes to accumulating wealth. The compound interest part of the financial universe, which is the productive powerful force, and compound taxation, which is the destructive force. So what's the single most important lesson to be learned from all of this? Simple. It's not just how much you make. It's about how much you keep. And I want you to keep more. That's one of the things that you have to figure out if you're going to be successful financially in life. That's number one. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Number two, you got to clean up messes. You know, you've got to clean them up now in the fourth quarter so you can start the year next year unencumbered. You see, we all have messes and some are bigger than others. You and I tend to acknowledge the small messes and we kind of retreat to denial on the bigger ones. You can't do that. You have to face the big messes head on because it's exactly the opposite of what we should do if you just take care of the little ones. At the end of the day, acknowledge your top three messes, spend the fourth quarter getting out of them, even if it takes you into the first or second quarter, and eventually put them behind you, because otherwise it's the equivalent of dragging boat anchors and sub-optimizing yourself when you know you're doing it, which sub-optimizes your family and your business for as long as it takes to get out of them. And they're just like compound messes, like compound taxation. It drags you down. Number three, and we're going to spend a little time here. Seek out the fewer betters in your life and get rid of the masses of asses. Now, I'm sure you're chuckling if you haven't heard me say that before, but it's true. I have six filters in my life for everyone. I mean, everyone personally and professionally has to meet these six filters. I don't work with people with uncontrolled egos or uncontrolled greed who can't be implicitly trusted who aren't great at what they do, who aren't committed to you or me and committed to win like I'm committed to them. And oh, by the way, you must like them. At the end of the day, those are my six filters. And people always ask, well, how many of the six filters do you expect people to meet? My answer is all of them. Why? Because I want fewer, better people in my life. So I never have to look over my shoulder when the future is forward. 
You've all heard the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. Well, I have a double Pareto principle. I believe that 80% of people in the world don't do anything or they do little or nothing. And it doesn't make them bad people. You know, I grew up in a trailer park and virtually all the people there were doing little or nothing in many ways. They weren't on a quest for more, even though they were good people. And in most cases, they were hard working blue collar folks, but they didn't really do a lot to get further. Now, it turns out that the other 20% is split in to the 80-20 bucket too. So 80% of 20% is 16%, and those are people who make some sort of difference in the world. And then there's the 4% that make a big difference. Well, imagine the 1%. Imagine the 0.1%. At the end of the day, we're always trying to have fewer, better people in our life and get rid of the masses of asses. So you might ask, why not jettison the 80% who aren't really doing much? Well, it's a good question. I've just now given you six filters. You're able to now identify the only people you may want in your life like I do. So where do you start? I'll tell you where. By having courage to say no to the people who shouldn't be in your life. Create an inventory to begin. And basically put everybody in your life on a piece of paper or in a Word doc. Then rank them from one to as many people as you have, with one being the best. If you could only have one person in your life, who would that person be? If you could only have two, who would the second one be? And so on. Then make drastic cuts. I'm telling you, this takes a lot of courage, but if you can get rid of 80% of the people in your life, imagine all the time you're going to have for the people who truly ought to be in your life who can help you get to where you're going quicker, and you can help them. That will leave you with the top 20%, the 16s and the 4 percenters. And yes, it's going to take courage, which is why other people don't do it. People have this weird preoccupation with building their net worth to have more people in their life. Well, here's what I can tell you. To have a big database like MC has or like we have is great. But to have fewer, deeper relationships, the operative word is fewer. You can't have deep relationships with 100 people. It just doesn't work that way. My promise to you is this will positively affect everything and everyone left in your life if you can start jettisoning some of the people. You'll have more time for the people who matter. You will have more time for the things that really matter. And you'll have a happier, more fulfilled family with more money. I'm promising you that. All you have to do is start with one person. I call it the big ass. (laughs) Get rid of him or her. You know who they are. If I ask you now, I guarantee you could give me the one person you'd rather not have in your life. So why don't you have the courage to do something about it? You don't have to throw them off a building. I'm just saying, rid themselves of you by you ridding themselves or yourself of them. And now you have momentum. Who's number two? I know it takes courage. And what you're now left with are hopefully people who are committed. Now, what's your definition of commitment? I want you to think for a moment. Think of what your definition of commitment is. Now, most of you will say it's people who do what they say they're going to do or crossing the finish line or going the extra mile. Well, I've got a different definition for commitment. I want you to listen to this. Commitment is the promise that the conscious mind makes to the soul. 
In other words, when I think of something, I think about it deeply. Before I tell you yes, I really got to think about it. Before I told MC yes that I would do this tonight, I had to think about whether I was willing to carve out the time to do this. And once I decided yes, my conscious mind made a decision that went to my soul. And I said, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to change my mind. At the end of the day, I expect everyone in my life to have that same definition. Commitment isn't nice. Commitment is necessary. Don't settle. Have the courage to accomplish more with less. And I'm telling you, much less people. We don't have time tonight, but this whole fewer better concept is literally the single biggest reason for my accumulated wealth and that of my family. It's called The Power of Six. Now, I don't have a book or a tape or a course or any of that sort of thing, but I am going to send you a white paper if you're interested at the end of the evening. I'll tell you where to go for it. But at the end of the day, this single thing, this epiphany, my Jerry Maguire epiphany, if you will, led me to Harvard to do this presentation a few years ago. And the whole concept is do fewer, bigger things with fewer, better people through fewer, deeper relationships. Now, that's not what this entire webinar is about, but I can tell you it's the most important thing I'm going to tell you tonight. It's so critically important. And that's why I spent so much time on number three, which is this. And here's the sad part. 80% of people won't take even the simplest of actions. We know this from the 80-20 rule. Until you tell me otherwise, 80% of you watching now won't actually do anything with this information after the webinar ends. You'll say it was great, really enjoyed it, but it's one of the mysteries of my life that people don't do what they know they should do. Here's the great news. It's actually necessary. It's a vetting process. The fact that most people never take action is exactly why Memsi and I and you are going to be massively successful because we create massive opportunity and we're able to then invest in time and in money in order to seize opportunities. Look, if that's not you, in other words, if you're not in that 20% where you're going to actually take action, it doesn't make you a bad person, but it doesn't mean I can help you. I mean, it literally means that I'm not in a position to help. Think about that. If you're not willing to do something, no matter what I say, we'll be able to help you. And here I am trying to help you or really MC and by extension you. Only 20% of people want to be helped and 4% of people really want to be helped a lot. Which are you? I mean, decide tonight. Which are you? Now, look, I don't have anything for sale. I'm just saying your goal should be to continue to ascend. It's not okay to stay where you are or to slip back. And that wealth is always transferring every day. So you can go from the 20% to the 4% to the 1%. And I always pinch myself that I'm in the top 0.1% or maybe even higher. And I've started in a freaking trailer park in the bottom 1.1%. So socioeconomically, I started from number one and got to number 1,000. That's what that math means on a one to 1,000 scale. It's crazy to think that that's even possible. And now my sons are outgrowing me and one already has financially. As Jerry Maguire said, for those of you who've seen that movie, who's coming with me? 
<laughs> All right, let's move on. Number four, stop doubting yourself. Believe in yourself and take action. Look, there are drivers and there are passengers in the world. And you fit in one of those buckets. You're either driving or you're in the passenger seat. And there's only one person who decides which one you're going to be, you. So a thoughtful plan and a purposeful action exterminates fear and doubt. Sometimes you have to go before you're ready. I remember a professor I once had, and he was a Nobel laureate at the London School of Economics. And he said, Dave, don't get it perfect. Just get it rolling. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means every successful person you see at one point of their life decided to truly believe in themselves. They got it rolling and they never looked back. I can tell you that I probably looked over my shoulder once or twice, but I've always been on a quest for more. It's not okay to be okay. It really isn't. All right. Take aim by setting goals. Any goals initially. Now, you've heard a lot about goal setting, so I'm only going to cover a couple of things. But in the world of business startups, there's this concept of minimum viable product, something that's good enough that people will buy that will be happy enough. You got to be willing to be terrible at something before you, you can ever hope to be great at it. An attempt, even a bad one, gives you feedback and it informs your next step. At the end of life, people regret missed opportunity more than all the mistakes they've ever made. Don't miss opportunities. Seize it. Seize the moment. But don't just set goals because it's not enough. Every Olympian wants to win the gold medal, but only one does. So what's that mean? means if successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals, what's the difference? The difference can't be the goal itself. That's not what differentiates the winners from the losers. It's the system and support that each one uses to achieve the goal. Now, I don't have a coaching program. I'm just telling you that at the end of the day, I know that to be true. Number five, don't sell. If you're selling right now and you're trying to pitch and you're trying to close and you're trying to do that you know, sort of method of selling, get over it. Believe in what you have, share it, and you'll attract those who believe what you do. I hate selling. My mantra has always been to share and attract. I hope I attract some of you. I mean, many of you have come back. There are more of you this time than were on the last webinar. So why would you want people in your life that had to be convinced to do something for you? The only reason you do it is for the money. Well, that's not a good enough reason. The sooner you realize that you only want people who are attracted to you and what you believe, the more successful you'll be and the quicker you'll get to where you're trying to go. It takes one more thing, the same thing as before, courage. That courage word is one of the things that I realized in the course of my life that has allowed me to succeed. For me, to matter is more important than to money. It really is important that I make a difference in your life by trying to help MC. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar 
presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Number six, I want you to recapture time in your life. I'm sure everybody's got their hand up. I'm in. Seriously, you've got to recapture 10% of your life, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. Once a year, every year, for seven 24-hour days, my sons and I track where our normal week goes to. My son, Josh, created this. So what we do is take the same 168 hours that you have, seven 24-hour days. We break each hour down into 20-minute blocks, and we track exactly where those hours and 20-minute blocks went. Maybe we were sleeping. Maybe we were showering. Maybe we were working on this project. Maybe we were on date night. Maybe we were with our children. Whatever it is in a normal work week, not vacation because that's not normal, record 504 snapshots in time. And then we as a family categorize them into three buckets, the A, the B, and the C. And you've probably heard this before. If you're grading your activities, what you want to do is make sure everything you're doing is A level if you can. And those are the things that you're uniquely qualified to do, more so than anybody else. Or you want to do them. You enjoy doing them. Or they have a high effort to return ratio. In other words, that's the thing that if you did more of that, you'd make so much more money, you'd make a much greater difference and so on. Your effort compared to the return is so much greater. And then there are the B-level activities. Those are, you know, activities that you're qualified to do, but you could delegate them. You could systematize them. You could automate them. You either don't have the person to delegate to, or you don't trust anybody else with the tax or believe that it would get done as well as you. Well, think about it. If you're one person and you can do 100% of the work and you can find one other person that's not as good as you who can do 80% of the work. Well, then you're 100% and their 80% is 180% of what you're doing today. You either want to do it or enjoy doing it, or you're at least okay with it. That would be a B-level activity. And that has sometimes high effort to return, but generally medium effort to return. And then lastly, C-level activities where someone else could do equally well or maybe even better than you, and you'd, or you'd much rather not even do it. It generally has medium, or in most cases, there's a low effort to return ratio. You do it because somebody's got to do it, and you didn't delegate it, you didn't automate it, or you didn't eliminate it. Well, you've got to do one of those three things. So C-levels, what are you going to do with those? I'll tell you what, you're going to either eliminate, delegate, or automate, and remember that double Pareto principle. With any luck, 80% of your activities are C-level. Wouldn't it be great to capture back all that time? At the end of the day, recapture 10% of your life. My sons and I claw back 10% of our life every year. It's 16.8 weeks out of 168 weeks by eliminating, delegating, or automating the things someone else could do. We're getting so good at this that even this year, Here we are in November, and I'm already deciding to get rid of three streams of income next year that are six-figure streams of income, but they're in the bottom five of our streams of income, and they're in the way of either my top three streams of income, which are significant, or my fulfillment, 
or both. So how would you like to have an extra 17 hours in a week? You've all got your hand up for that one, right? Who wouldn't? If you don't have the discipline and desire to do this, you're going to have to stop whining about not having time because you didn't take the time to claw back the time. Time should be an investment, just like money. You can either spend money or you can spend time, or you can invest money and you can invest time. Every hour of every day, I invest. I'm investing an hour or so with you tonight, maybe less. But at the end of the day, I view tonight as an investment in MC and by extension you, and I'm grateful to be able to make that investment. I'm not spending time tonight. I'm investing it. Think about that. Number seven, I want you to identify and thank 10 people that made a positive impact on your life in 2020. I really want you to do this, and I can tell you how impactful it'll be for them. If you write a letter, ideally, because no one writes letters anymore, or if you at least email them or you call them, because they may not realize the impact that they had on you this year, and they deserve to know it if it's one of the 10 most important people in your life this year. Recognition feeds the soul. Remember how I told you to tell MC if you enjoyed the presentation tonight? I want him to know that he's making a difference by having invested the time to invite me and invested the time in getting the word out to you. By doing this, it will remind you to be grateful for what you have and express gratitude. You see, by not doing that, you rob other people of the joy of receiving because you didn't give them the compliment. It will also set an example for your kids, which is one of the biggest reasons to do it. When your kids see that you're thanking others and that you're grateful, it's a good message to send. For 35 years, the philosophy that I've had that I've shared with my kids is we're grateful, but not content. Every day I wake up, I'm the most grateful guy on the planet. And I mean that. I'm just not content. I'm on a quest for more. I know that I can be more. And I was put on this earth not to be the bottom 0.1 percenter, but the top 1.1 percenter and maybe even higher to be able to create other one percenters. That's what it's all about. Number eight, take your financial future more seriously. We're increasing our investment this year, 2020 and 2021, in research and analysis for our State of the Union to help you and others be better informed. Think about that. We're going to spend three times as much money this year and have more staff in order to make better informed investing decisions during a time of uncertainty. Why? Any idiot could make money in real estate in the last year eight years. And if you think that you're really smart, or I think I'm really smart because of all the money we've made in the last eight years, I'm telling you, any idiot could have done it because the market's been on a tear. But the next one to two years is going to separate the professionals from the amateurs. I promise you. It wasn't always this way, but at least for our family, making money is a lot easier now than it was when I was growing up in a trailer park. Doing it with the right people has allowed us to do it. How many MCs do you need in your life? Folks like that that will actually positively impact you on a significant scale at the right time in the market, using the right strategies. Imagine distinguishing yourself from the lazy and the wannabes in the next few years. Now, I know many of you on this call are successful people, and I'll tell you what I tell every successful person. You don't need me. 
you got here without me. You're successful. And somehow my sons and I are going to stumble through the rest of our life without you. But what if we could help each other get to where we can go quicker and bigger together? That's what you ought to be thinking about as you move into next year, because there are eight levels of financial freedom. Number one is living paycheck to paycheck. I've been there. It's not good. I can remember not having a paycheck. Number two and three, maybe you've got enough money to quit your job, at least for a while, or enough to be financially happy and still safe. Or maybe you've achieved level four. You've got some level of time freedom. Wow. I can tell you this. I've got a lot more wealth than I have time right now, and I would gladly pay to grab some time back. Or maybe you've got enough for a basic retirement. Maybe you've got enough to actually retire well. Or maybe you've got enough for that dream retirement. You can do anything you want. Or more money than you could ever spend. I could have never imagined that I'd be where I am today. And I can't imagine having gotten to level eight, having started at less than level one. And I'm way past eight at this point. Where are you? Where are you now? The two questions you ought to be asking yourself is, where are you now and what is your desired destination? Look, maybe you have financial security, which I sort of loosely define as when your investment portfolio covers your basic necessities. Maybe you have financial independence. Wow, good for you. When your passive income supports every aspect of your current lifestyle from passive income, that is true independence. What about freedom? Well, freedom allows you, through passive investments, to fully support the ultimate dream lifestyle. Anything you could imagine, you could live. How cool would that be? Be honest with yourself. Are you even on the mountain? Or if you are, where are you on the mountain? Here's what I've realized. Is being comfortable holding you back? You see, one of the things I realized in life is that comfort is the silent thief. The more comfortable you are, generally the less you stretch for more, the less of a quest for more that you're on. And when that happens, you potentially start regressing. Success in life is not about panicking, no matter where you are financially, even if you're under the mountain. Success in life is about taking a level of controlled urgency to every day. And that's what I do. Believe me, I know what it's like to have zero security when I grew up in a trailer park for the first 20% of my life. So most people say, well, how did you ever get out? And I always tell them it was my good looks. Yeah, that was me. How about those freckles? Um, yeah, there you go. What can I say? We better move on to number nine. How about finding the right customers, the right investors, the right partners, those that really are what I call the three R's. You retain them, they repeat whatever they're going to do with you, and they refer you to others who want to repeat and want to retain yourself. The three R's has been our secret sauce. It has made our family three types of money. I always joke with my sons that we've made three types of money, and that's all we're interested in making in the future. Obscene, ungodly, and embarrassing. If it fits in one of those buckets, it's good. If it fits in all three, it's the trifecta. So how would you like to make obscene, ungodly, embarrassing money? 
It's pretty cool when you get to that point. But you've got to have a model that allows you to retain people, to have them repeat, to have them refer, and then you've got more money, you've got more time, and that equals freedom, both time and financial freedom. Those three R's has allowed us to scale a private lending business, in our case, to tens of millions of dollars as a family, and then my son went on to build a billion-dollar company. And why is that so important today? Because flipping works in a recession. Now, you can see here that this happens to be one MSA, Metropolitan Statistical Area, Riverside, California, and San Bernardino, and in one of the hardest hit markets back in 2009 through 2011 during the Great Recession, the average flip generated positive gross margins. Recessions put small operators under financial pressure, and there's typically an industry consolidation such that those of us who are successful can be more successful. So what you're going to see is it presents significant opportunity when the economy turns around. So let's fast forward to 2020. In this recession, flipping has been increasing, so our private lending business is booming. And we now have the best effort to return ratio on the planet because we're doing more with fewer. Remember, we're doing fewer bigger things with fewer better people through fewer deeper relationships. Number 10, this is going to take an awful lot more time than I have for tonight. But once we realized that we needed to manage our family like a business instead of just a random group of people, where we have a mission, vision, values, strategy, objectives, key results, personal, impressional, professional goals. We have priority initiatives. We went through a process that we created for our family called RAP, R-A-P, Reflection, Awareness, and Planning. I don't have a lot of time to get into it tonight, but I can tell you that our family office operates this way, and it's how we've accumulated as much annual income and wealth as we have. My friend Brian Page has created a cash flow machine generating over $100,000 in six months without owning any real estate. His system consists out of renting properties from property owners and renting them out on Airbnb. His system is so simplistic, it can be managed by virtual assistants and yet so effective and powerful that it predictably generates cash flow every month. Brian and I are hosting a webinar where he shares his system and how it generated over $100,000 in six months for him personally. You can access this life-changing webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. This is one of the greatest cash flow opportunities I've seen since I've started my podcast. Again, the URL is cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. Now, I want to give you a bonus. Uh, in addition to those 10 things, I want you to invest 1% to 5% of your net worth every year in you or your family. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, there's my grandson shortly after he was born, and I invest 1% to 5% of my net worth in my family every year. Think about it. If I'm able, which we are, to generate double-digit returns through private lending, why wouldn't I invest single digits in my family? In other words, why wouldn't I take some of that money and invest it in the people who are making that money happen? Crazy to me that people don't do that. 
So let's take my grandsons, for example. This happens to be one of them, Carter. My other is James. And I invest in three things for them. One, private preschool, because I'm not as big a fan of public schools as I wish I were, but I'm not. So I'm willing to commit to putting them in the best schools with the best people in order to get them the best likelihood of success. I'm willing to support the cost of a nanny, not because the family necessarily needs someone else to help out, although it's certainly nice when you're trying to be more successful and you can delegate some of the roles, but because that particular nanny speaks Spanish. And in Carter's case, his first word wasn't mom or dad, it was agua, because he wanted the water. He also goes to Chinese immersion classes three days a week to learn Mandarin. So what does that do for him if I invest in those three things? It gives him an education that allows him to be able to navigate 80% of the globe from a language standpoint. How cool is that? Had you thought about that for your kids or your grandkids? Well, other people don't think as deeply as I do because I'm at an age where I'm thinking more about my legacy than my financial future. My financial future is more than set. I'm looking for fulfillment. And here's another way to see the impact that these small distinctions of say 1% to 5% make. If you can improve by only 1% per year for where you'd otherwise be, let's express that as though it were a million dollars. An extra 1% a year would take your million dollars over 20 years to 6 million. Remember that compounding again? That's why you have to get better every year. How about if it were 2%? The 1 million takes you to 30 million. Look at what the compound impact of only 2% a year, incremental growth in yourself or your family, not just your financial growth, but your intellectual growth, your whole concept around being able to really be the victor, not the victim the next time around, taking the economy and turning it into your economy. Over the course of 20 years, it would take you to 30 million. And what about 5%? That takes you into the billions. Just a 5% improvement in your incremental growth each year for the next 20 years. That's the compound impact that I want my family to have. Because a 1% change in either direction, by the way, if it's bad, and you're going downhill 1%, that's not good because it has the same compounding effect, but it can make a massive difference over the long term. And that was the thesis. That was the crux of last year when I predicted a recession. And MC heard me talk about it in January of this year before COVID was even on anybody's radar. I was predicting a recession for this year. Well, at that time, I decided I'm going to put together an insider group where we're going to be able to take advantage of what's coming in the future. And we believe that the timing could not be more perfect than it is right now because there's even more chaos. Look at cases. COVID cases have peaked again and are skyrocketing right now. Hospitalizations are going up and now deaths are following. The point I'm making is not that I wish any ill will on anyone, but that we are continuing to go through a time where our economy is gonna be impacted and people's livelihoods will be. And for those who see the opportunities and seize them, there's going to be a benefit. Now you can be on either side of it. I just wanna be on the receiving end if it's okay, because then I can give more to those that I think are 
are deserving of it. We've already attracted 75 insiders in just a few months, and they're already successful people like you, and we're growing together. We've already launched two investment funds that are tens of millions of dollars. Why? Because we've already taken successful people, not unsuccessful people, but already successful people like you, and we're all becoming more successful together. My thesis is real simple, and this is the message here. If you or I could meet one person or learn one thing that can make at least a 1% compound change over the course of my life, what's that worth? Think about that. What a great question to ask yourself. Well, I'm dead serious when I tell you the answer. It's priceless. I know because I've experienced it with my family. If you made a 1% difference in you and your family and you did it for 10 or 20 or 30 years, there's no telling how successful you'd be. Now, I want to finish by sharing something that my son Josh shared at our recent Just Be the Bank workshop. This is a private lending workshop that we do. It's not the point of tonight's call, but a lot of you I know have been through that workshop, and I'm grateful that you're back. It was totally spontaneous at the workshop. It caught me by complete surprise when Josh presented it, and I got pretty emotional. I got emotional a few times, and you're going to understand why here when I share this with you. It may be the most powerful thing I tell you tonight, which is why I'm leaving it to the end. Here's what he said. He said, I'm a routine guy. I believe my morning routine dictates the success of my day. Now, remember, this is my son who built a billion-dollar company, so he knows what he's talking about. And my evening routine influences how well I sleep and the likelihood that I'll nail it tomorrow morning. Part of my morning routine is a simple question I ask myself. Do I love what I'm about to do? When the answer is no, too many days in a row, I make a change. So this morning, he said, the answer was a resounding and emphatic yes. I get to spend the day with my dad, me, my brother, who's not on the call tonight, Kellen, who also works with us, who went to Stanford with my son, Kathy, who is my office manager, who some of you may have talked with, and you. Now, this happened to be the audience that he was talking to. He said, you'll see, you see, in 90 years, we're likely to have a human life. And it's about a 90-year human life in years. And that's what it looks like if you put diamonds with every year. Or in 1,080 months over 90 years, that's what it would look like if it were dots. Your life in weeks, if you made them as squares, would look like that which is a lot of weeks. He said, in January, I'll be 34. So I have 56 winters left before I get to 90 years old. I've got 56 Super Bowls. I've got 56 ocean swims left if I do one per year. I have 14 presidential elections left. And most of these events are evenly spaced out. Most of these things happen with a similar frequency during the year every year of your life, which kind of spreads them out somewhat evenly throughout time. If he is around a third, if he's around a third of the way through his life, he says, I'm also a third of the way through experiencing a given activity or event. But what I've been thinking about lately is a really important part of life that unlike all of these examples, isn't spread out evenly through time. Relationships. For example, his relationship with me and his mother, he breaks down the time he has left. 
because we're in our mid-60s. So during his first 18 years, he said, I spent time with my parents during at least 90% of my days. But since heading off to college in 2004, I've probably seen them an average of only five times a year for an average of maybe two days each time, 10 days a year, about 3% of the days I spent with them each year of my childhood. Now, fortunately, we had a run of about four years together where we worked together, both my sons and I. But other than that, he's right. We really haven't spent as much time, not because we don't love each other and we don't argue and we're not estranged, but he said, assume we have 25 more years of coexistence before they pass away. If the 10-day-a-year thing holds, that's 250 days left to hang with mom and dad. That's less time that I spent with them in any one of my 18 childhood years. When you look at that reality, you realize that despite not being at the end of your life, you may very well be nearing the end of your time with some of the most important people in your life. It turns out that when I graduated from high school, this is my son talking, I had already used up 93% of my in-person parent time. I'm now enjoying the last 5% of that time. We're in the tail end. So what do we do with this information? Well, setting aside my secret hope that technological advances will let me live to 700 years old, I see three takeaways here. Living in the same place as the people you love matters. I probably have 10 times the amount of time left with people who live in my city as I do with the people who live somewhere else. Priorities matter. Your remaining face time with any person depends largely on where that person falls on your list of life priorities. Make sure that that list of priorities is set by you and those people are set by you, not by unconscious inertia. And both quantity and quality time matter. If you're in the last 10% of time with someone you love, keep that fact in front of your mind when you're with them and treat them, treat that time as what it actually is, precious. So if Josh has 56 winners left, how many do I have on this call tonight? Well, that's where I am. So you see, I have more wealth than time. So this morning I asked myself, do I love what I'm about to do this morning? Guess what? I could be anywhere in the world doing anything I want to do were it not for COVID because I can afford anything anywhere. And for me to be on this call tonight, the answer is a resounding and emphatic yes, because I want to thank you for entrusting me with one of your 32,850 evenings. This is an investment, and I want you to realize that. And if any of what I've shared tonight truly resonates with you, and if you're serious, not just curious, but you're actually an action taker and you're going to do some things in your life, I'm not going to ask you to buy anything. I'm going to offer to send you a free epiphany. It's literally that power of six white paper that I wrote in the middle of the night when I woke up that I've not had anyone tell me it's not the most amazing thing they've ever read. And I'm not trying to sell it because there's no book. There's no course. I'm telling you that I'm going to offer it free to MC and by extension you. It's going to massively change your life if you read it and you do what you hear me say. Because my son did the same thing by taking the power of six and applying it to his Stanford network. And it eventually led to 
are putting together Access Insiders, which is that group I was telling you about before. If you want the free report of the Power of Six white paper that I wrote, it's the single biggest aha moment that changed my and my family's life and trajectory. And if you want the replay of tonight's webinar, and if you want to be invited to our next insider call on Monday night, if that kind of thing is important to you, great. And if it's not, that's fine too. But if it is important to you, you've got to take purposeful action. No one's going to sit around telling you that you're going to stand on the corner like this, the book, The Secret, and something magic is going to happen. It's just not. So MC and I created this only for serious investors, only people who want to be part of a community that can all work together to have more. And I really do hope it's you. So you're going to go to accessinsiders.com forward slash MC, and you're just going to scroll down. You're going to fill out some basic information. If you've done this before, I want you to do it again. I want you to show me how serious you are by simply telling me what else would you like to share that will tell me more about you and what questions do you have for me? I want you to do, you know, just complete the form, click the button if you're serious, that is, if you're not just curious, and I'll even do one thing further. I'll send you an email with the link in it that will go out probably 15 or 30 minutes after I get off this call. But I'm never confident that it's not going to go to spam or something. So just write down accessinsiders.com forward slash MC or take a photo of the screen here, in which case you're fine. So that's it. I guess that's the end. Or I guess what I'd like to think of is the beginning. And you choose. At the end of the day, I want you to be successful. I want you to be more successful having met me than you could ever have been having not. And I want the same thing for MC, and I want you to support him. So at the end of the day, just go to accessinsiders.com forward slash MC, complete the form. I'll send you the Power of Six free report. I'll make sure you're invited to the next insider call. I'll make sure that we put you on our list for future things, and I'll send you the replay of tonight. That's it. That's all I've got. So, MC, I'm going to turn it back to you, and you can close us out tonight. Hey, thank you so much. This, uh, again, <laughs> the information you shared here is not only life-changing, but it's extremely powerful. I really appreciate you spending your most valuable resource, your time with our community, uh, sharing this. And for our community out there, thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource, your time, uh, by investing in yourself and your knowledge. Uh, in learning and uh, preparing for 2021. Uh, the information shared here will propel your life to help you crush it, as we stated in the invite to this, uh, uh, crush 2021 uh, and say goodbye and, and wave goodbye to, to, uh, to 2020. So thank you so much again, uh, Dave. Really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for everyone that joined us on the call. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, MC. Take care.
presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.